it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the We Can't Trip Podcast. My name is Brandon Thurby, Dungeon Master, and today I am joined by my dog that is barking in the other room! And Kevin Ford playing Tack McNuckles. Greg Brown playing Gideon Wake. Ian France playing Pate Asher. <laughs> he didn't make a single noise all last episode, and then he's like, oh, you guys do another episode? Fuck you. You guys want to play? I'm playing with this bowl here. Clang, 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 <laughs> Is he done? Okay. And on last week's episode of We Can't Trivity Podcast, our players made it to Yellen Village, where they met up with Calamar the Ladron Elf. <sighs> Good. Okay. Calamar told them about the divide that is magical and in Alteran that they can use to cross over to the Feywild, and that is really the only way they're able to get there because the Feywild currently has a magic block up, stopping anybody from getting in uh, via means of you know magic or planar shifting. He told them they had to sense and uh, master their inner key so that they could be at their most calm state and let their spirits travel into the Feywild. But the only way they can do that is with the guidance of Yen So, the master monk at the monastery. I couldn't think of the word monastery. <laughs> they further made their way to the monastery after Gideon and Emerald got it on, and they met Yen So. They further talked to Yenso, and he agreed to train them into tapping into their inner key. However, it is going to be a very dangerous and brutal training session. And that's where we are now. Cool. Um, Bet you felt so relieved after that, huh? I did. I was like, please don't bark, you fucking dog. Alrighty, so... Yeah, so what do we do? How, how do we start this? Okay, first off, everybody... Channeling your key is something usually a monk can only a monk can do. Usually, I should say. Other people learn to do it as well, even though they're not monks. Uh, but it takes you know years and years of practice. You guys have a matter of hours, so this is going to be a very rigorous training course. First off, everybody, stand in front of me, and I want you to try to just be at your most calm right now. Think of something to bring you at peace, your inner self at peace. No anger, no frustration. No sadness. Nothing. Just calm emotions. This will be the thought that you use to channel your key when it is much needed. So I want everybody to give me an idea. What is your thought or emotion that you're going to use? Start down or there first. Memory. Start down there. Camera, go ahead. Or tack, go so, ahead. Tact's, like, perfect image would be him in no mode just sitting there and tack is like teaching them how to make armor okay and you could just hear just the um just the metals just clashing the hide just being all uh all the hide just being perfectly cut and placed okay so just like a nice calm day of you and Nomo like crafting, you show them how to do things for yeah. the first time you guys are together. Okay, uh, Gideon, what would you be your calming memory or uh, emotion that you're going to try to channel or access during these times? Killing for sport. In the Shadowfell. Okay, so more for sport, not for like self-defense, but like yeah. sport. Okay, cool. When I was contracted to yeah. do what I had to do, that was fun. Okay. Uh, and Pate, what would you be doing? So he kind of like goes back to like the beginning and he's like oh well, he's in the military but then he's like he didn't like because it's like 
it was something that he wasn't like really into because it was like, oh, this is a Asher's son. This is the master's son. Of course, he'd be doing this. So he keeps thinking and thinking, thinking until he reaches the point until like literally just recently where now he is kind of the ruler of hell. Mm -hmm. This idea of it's a lawless land, but it's a natural lawlessness. And it's something that that's for the yours, first time, this, this is something that's mine. It's, under your, it's nobody's telling you what to do. Which yeah, you, this, yeah, this is mine nobody's now. Expecting any, nobody's overseeing you. It's you running things the way you think they should be ran. All right, cool. So you guys are all at your inner peace and your inner calm right now. Um, and I imagine you guys are focusing pretty hard. Uh, I'm going to roll a d4 real quick. Okay, he walks up to Tack. Um, your eyes are closed. You don't see this. Um, and he is going to punch you square in the fucking stomach. You rolled a 24 to hit. That's going to hit. He punches you for 14 damage. Just right in the fucking gut. And I want you to roll a concentration check with disadvantage. So con saving throw, yeah? Yep. So, 12. 12, you instantly fail. You you were just, like, in your calm space. You're just feeling at ease, and all of a sudden you take a blow to the fucking gut and just lose all the winds out of you and just kind of, like, cough up, like, some mucus and just, like, cough over the ground, and you just break your focus instantly. <coughs> How'd that feel? Not good. Yeah? You still thinking of what you were thinking about? That's what I thought, and as he says, that's what I thought. He takes a quarter staff and he swings and smacks Gideon in the back um, for uh, this is twenty three hit, I imagine. Yep. For ouch, uh, for seventeen damage, seventeen bludgeoning damage. He just smacks you with a stick. Uh, and roll a concentration, a con save and throw for me with disadvantage. Sorry. Eight. Eight, you instantly break concentration. So you're thinking about times you're just killing for sport and like you just relax, having some fun. And all of a sudden, like as your eyes are closed, a stick just smacks you in the fucking back, and you take bludgeoning damage, and you just you just knocked out of like what you were thinking about. You next? No, I'm not next. He's next, and he takes and he takes a stick and he swings around and uh, hits Pate. Uh, yeah, fucking twenty nine is definitely gonna hit Pate. And he smacks you with this stick for 10 damage and roll a constitution saving throw for me. At disadvantage. Oh, it's half because of your fucking hell ability. Yay! Oh, I'm losing dice. Am I, do I get disadvantage or? Yes. Uh, I got a 14. If it wasn't this banjo, I would have had it. Me too, dog. Is it underneath all of our feet? You can only drop one. I dropped two. I don't see it. Missing the purple. It's like my favorite one, that's why. Well, we have a break in the action. You want to check out these people? 
He's one of the nicest anything you can really find that you'd need for a D&D oh, I found it. It was on my bike. Oh, it wasn't on the floor. That's crazy. So, <laughs> you can get a lot of stuff at Easy Roller Dice, especially in times like now where coronavirus is scary. You can have this to play at home while you play over the computer with your friends. Get dice, dice trays, dice cups. Hell, you can even get mugs to drink alcohol out of. And if you use promo code CANTRIP, C-A-N-T-R-I-P, at checkout, you can save 15% on your first order. Okay, back to the show. Anyway, so you fail your save, hit you, and he goes to you, Pete, and goes, so, not calm anymore, I assume? Um... It's going to be some smoke coming out of my mouth. And I'm like, no, not really. And this is the first test. You guys need to overcome physical pain before you overcome mental pain. When you guys are crossing over the divide, you guys are going to encounter both types of pain, both types of suffering, physical and mental at the same time. You break your concentration. You may be slipped into a different plane of existence for all we know. Again. All right. Thinking. All right, back to the board. Uh, he is going to go. Who's going to go for first? I'm thinking about banging my lady. Uh, he goes for Gideon first. Um, he got a nat 20. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? I don't care about the damage. I just need to focus. Jesus Christ, 33 damage. He takes a uh, fucking stick and just smacks you in the back. Uh, I was going to say make this one regular, um, not with uh, disadvantage, but, but since it was a crit, yeah, yeah roll with disadvantage again. Okay, well, that helps. Yes! 22. 22. Shit, even with a 22, you just, like, eat it. You're just, and you just eat the fucking blow. Like, and you're just able to maintain concentration, and you still think of your happy moment, and he looks at you, and he kind of, like, just, your eyes are closed, and he comes closer to you, and you can just feel the sense of just calm, like, under your breath, and he goes, hmm, very well. I got a 20 that I was completely just thrown out the window. <laughs> Um, he's gonna go to tack next. He takes a stick and he turns around and smack tack right in the gut. Um, a 19 is definitely gonna hit you. Hit me around the dot. Yep. Um, for 14 bludgeoning damage, roll a con save, but uh, regular. Oh, 19. 19 fails. You break out of concentration. He's, he's able to sense it. He goes, Damn. Not trying hard enough. Maybe pay it is. Um, I, yeah, he's, he's gonna automatically fucking hit you guys. I'm rolling to hit. This is gonna happen. Uh, uh, 12 bludgeoning damage, but that's half because of your resistance. Yeah. And roll a con save. Uh, normal? Like, yes, no. normal, yeah. God damn you, Ian. Uh, that's gonna be a 13. 13. Not past either. Uh, he looks at Gideon as you're still focusing. He goes, Gideon, continue to focus. Uh, attack and uh, Pate again. Uh, he's just, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna roll damage. Uh, attack only uh, 12 bludgeoning damage and make a con save regular. Oh, this is bludgeoning. Hang on, so I get to. Okay. Oh, I also have my heavy armor, so this isn't uh, okay. doing as much as 11. I 11. 11? Break out of it again. <clears throat> oh. Now, don't pass out. Don't pass out on me. Try not to. Pate, uh, uh, 17 damage, half, so just eight. Eight. Just round it down. Um, and make a con save for me. God damn it, nine. Nine? No, Break hang again. on, 12, sorry. 12, all right. He goes, oh, wow. Looks like Gideon's the only one that can maintain some focus here. Gideon, you've been through some shit, haven't you? A little bit. 
More smoke is coming. I just say my a mouth. little bit. He hits you for 14 bludgeoning damage. Make a con save. Would do with advantage. Is it 14? Yes. I'm not feeling so good. <laughs> <laughs> you have a con save. It's advantage. Advantage. Advantage, advantage. I got a 20. Oh, you got a 20? Oh, oh you're good. Yeah, he just like smacks you. Like I got two nat 20s. Nice. Oh, wow. Burn Wasted. He goes. I think you could stop now. Thank you. <laughs> you stop me because. <laughs> Alright, looks like Tack and uh, Pate are next on the beaten stick. Um, Tack, let's try this again. Uh, just nine damage this time. Uh, make a concept. Do this, one with, do this one with advantage. 19. 19 fails. <laughs> Pate's turn. Uh, Jesus Christ, I rolled three sixes and a five, so six, 12, 18, 19, 20. 24 damage. 23 damage. 23, so it'd be. 12. No, 11. All right, 11. And let me... Con save, advantage. Nineteen. Nineteen fails again. The hell I, I, do not I, like Peyton being I, I, like, right concentration for a little bit, and I'm just like, Jarrr! and you see, like, bits of flame spitting yep. out. It's like, told you we're going to be doing this all night, and he swings attack again. Uh, 12 damage, bludgeoning, mega con save, do with advantage though, because at this point you become just numb to it. 14. Fail. Pate. Just 7 damage, I rolled really bad, so just half to 3. And then, because of my armor, I take no damage from that. Uh, roll that with double advantage then. Double advantage? So yeah. I roll 3 times? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's, uh, that's not good. Uh, that's not good. Come on. 20. 20. You're good. He just takes, he beats Tack and swings around with you again. And you just don't even fucking feel this one. And he kind of like walks over and he sees. And you just like tell by the sense of uh, your, the way you're breathing, your breathing pattern. Your heart rate is just like at a maintained level. You're fine. He goes, all right, Pate, you can stop. He goes, looks like Mr. Tack is... Getting the short end of the stick here, literally, and beat you. Uh, <laughs> <literally>. <laughs> Splash! <laughs> Fifteen bludgeoning damage. Con save advantage. A twenty-six. Twenty-six. Uh, as he swings down with you, and again the stick cracks <clears> in the back, <throat> and you're able to just stick through. And he was like, he looks at you and says, "I was beginning to wonder if Noma ever taught you anything, but apparently he must have taught you a little bit." <laughs> All right, how's everybody feeling? Bloody. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, he instantly just kind of like puts his hands on all you guys and just restores you back to full. That's only for me. You instantly feel like 18 his, points of health. You instantly feel some of his life force just oh, like touch you guys, almost like a lay on hands, but not so much like a paladin like lay on hands, like mm -hmm. some sort of just like divine like key just flow through your body as you guys feel rejuvenated again. It was okay. So, again, <laughs> uh, that was the physical portion, the mental portion. Now it's going to be uh, quite, quite different. This one is not going to be you three in a line. This one's going to be individuals. Who would like to go first? Me. <laughs> Let's roll do, off. Uh, yeah, go ahead and do a roll off. 16. 91. Yeah. Okay, he goes, looks like he's using, yeah, you were the Wreck first to pass the physical brain. one. So. Wreck my brain. Okay, he looks at you again and says, all right, think of the same thing you were just thinking of. All right. Pate, do you know what that was? 
Silence. <laughs> Blocked it out. Okay. Uh, your eyes are closed, so you don't see this, but attack and Gideon. You or sorry, attack and Pape. You see he pulls out a little um, like mortar and pestle, and he takes some powder and like some leaves and stuff, and he kind of puts it in and starts crushing it up until it becomes like a powder. He takes the powder and like wafts it up and <laughs> blows it right in Gideon's face. And instantly, you just feel like a burning sensation you just fly through your nose, and your brain is just, your head is just fucking pounding. Every time I've had yeah. it blown in my face, I get a horrible headache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Eight. Eight? Uh, yeah, you instantly just, like, grab your head and fucking scream in pain as you take... Uh, 17 psychic damage. Uh, he turns to attack. Does the same thing. Takes more of this powder, blows it in your face. Make a wisdom saving throw. I get advantage if it's magic. This is magic. Is it? Oh, yeah. Shit. 12. 12, fail. He looks at Gideon, or he looks at uh, Pate. <clears throat> Wait, how much damage do I take? Oh, yeah, that's right. You take damage. Fucking 20. 20 <laughs> psychic damage. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Uh, Pate, you're up. Same thing with you. Alright. Uh, that's gonna be a 26. 26? Oh, you're instantly good. You just, like... I imagine just your health sense. You're just like, the fuck is this? Like, like whatever. And he just sees you completely unfazed, and he goes, he's mentally like, strong. Alright. He's like, this very sensation... Nah, I've been through hell. Alright, Gideon, up again. Make a wisdom save for me. Do it with advantage this time, though. 21. 21, you are good as well. Okay, attack, go ahead. That 20. Oh, fuck. All right, he does with you again. He goes, wow, you guys are mentally strong. Physically, I thought you guys were going to get knocked the fuck out. So he continues to do these tests with you guys, like similar stuff like this, beating you with sticks, you know, blowing, you know, smoke in your guys' face. He begins to teach you guys the different katas and, like, keys and stuff, and, like, different, like, forms of fighting stances, like, almost like yoga poses and stuff. So just bring yourself your heart rate down, bring yourself, like, a sense of calming. And you guys do this pretty much all through the fucking night. Like, it takes you guys fucking hours, and eventually you guys have not mastered the ability to, like, channel your key. Like, you're not monks. You can't spend key points and do, like, crazy shit like a monk could. However, you're able to slow your heart rate. You're able to bring yourself at ease. You're able to bring yourself down. So the advantage of this is you guys can now, as a bonus action, um, once for every long rest... You guys can uh, channel your key and heal yourself for 3e6. Or, so write that down real quick. And you can choose to do that. Every morning you wake up, you can stock one of these. You can either heal yourself for 3d6, or alternatively, you can channel your key to add one to your AC for the day. A little bit of some little monkin abilities there to uh, give you guys a little assistance during battle. And you see you guys, you're beaten, you're tired, you got like stick marks all over your back, your your eyes are like really red, your nose is like snot and shit coming out of it. Just like breathing and shit. He walks around, he touches you guys, and kind of like heals you guys up a little again. He looks at the moon because it's a late night. Um, but let's try this one more time. And he has you guys like do your concentration thing. Um, and you guys all, you know, pass all the tests again. Like, no, it's completely unfazed, heart rate stable, almost at the sense of, like, when you guys are getting, like, the stuff blown in your faces and sticks beating on the other tests he's doing, you can't even notice it happening. Like, you guys are just, like, at calm, at ease. He goes, all right, very well. 
Now, if you would uh, come with me, there is something I'd like to show you guys before you guys take off on your venture. Okay. Follow him. Yep. Yep. You guys follow him into the temple, which is at the, the back end of the monastery. He opens the double doors, and you see that there is a statue in the back. And the statue looks very familiar to the one that was in the center of Yeldon. Uh, except there is just one monk. It is a woman, and she is a oh, human woman standing there just a fighting pose. And she explains to you that this is one of the first monks. Her name is Alexa. And she was one of the first monks that was ever, you know, pretty much in Altair. And she opened the... What? You should rename it. Why? Because if people are listening to this on the Alexa, and you say Alexa, it's gonna... You know? Alexis. I just know people do that all the time. I know. Chris Lee on his podcast will stop all the time and just go, Alexa, 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 and then start talking again. <laughs> so. Her name is Allie. Is that better for you? There you go. <laughs> Her name is Allie, and she was one of the first monks here in you know, Alteran, and she pretty much opened the monastery. Uh, she died you know, many, many years ago. However, she's still worshipped, and she's still praised to this day by the monks here. And they often come to her to, you know, she's not a god, but a lot of people will often pray to her altar for guidance from whatever god they wish, you know, or whatever god they, they worship and whatnot. And she walks over, and she, or sorry, he walks over, and there is a little, like, it looks like a little slot underneath the statue. And you see he takes his hand on, and he kind of, like, waves it past it, and some stones open up, and he goes, and opens out of the stone, and you see that there is a tray full of weapons that he pulls out. He turns around, and you see that there is also a stick in there, very similar to the one he gave Nomo. And he goes, the stick that I gave Nomo wasn't just a regular stick. It was from this temple as well. It was gifted. It was used by him for a reason. I feel that if you guys are going on a journey like this, you may need to get some assistance from some things. So come on over. Take a peek. What would you guys like? Um, who would like to look into this uh, little tray first? And it's not just weapons. It's just like boots. There's some gloves. There's like gear. Yeah, yeah there's like I, shit I in want... there. It's not just weapons and stuff. You guys can pick one thing each. What are you guys looking for? Uh, let's see what kind of gloves they got. Kind of gloves? Yeah. Uh, you see that there are a set of gloves, um, that have a, kind of like a blue trim on the outside. Um, and he picks them up and he hands them to you. And he says, oh, so, these gloves will make you a little more nimble, a little more quick. Uh, we'll be able to help Jump you. Jump over a candlestick. Jump over a candlestick. Yes, like Gideon said. Yes. Uh, these are dexterity gloves. When you put them on, it will increase your dex score by one and also increase your AC by one. Yeah, I'll take them. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's exactly what I need. How about boots? Boots? Uh, he walks around and pulls boots. What I got here? He pulls out a pair of boots, and he puts them, you know, kind of to you. And he looks at you and says, "Now, uh, I don't think speed is necessarily an issue for you because you were very tall. You're not as small as you once were. You're probably a little quicker now. However, these boots will uh, let you take the dash action as a a free action on your turn. Uh, once every Oh, I'm making this up on the fucking fly. Uh, you know, fuck it. I'll let you take the dash action uh, as a bonus action whenever you want to. Which can come in fucking handy. So. I'm just naming it Boots of Dashing. Yeah. I'll let you take a dash action um, as a bonus action. Instead of a, a regular action. So, Gideon, what would you like to look for? I don't know exactly what I should do. Because I feel don't really need a staff or anything like that because I usually attack in stealth and What do you think? Hmm. Kinda looks at you, eyeballs you up and down. 
He goes, I think I might have just a thing for you. And he pulls out a cloak with a hood on it. Now this might be suiting for somebody on your end. Whenever you wear this cloak, not only will you be able to... You are going to turn invisible. I know you can do that. It'll give you true sight. Always. You can see things that are invisible. It'll give you true sight. So you can see things that are invisible. Always. You can see through um, things that are like clones. So like if something is not... Um, illusions. Yeah, you can see through illusions. If something's like an illusion, if something's fake, if something's not real. If somebody casts like a, uh, a mass or the sky self type spell, you see right through it. You see the true form. Even basically, darkness. You, yeah, basically you see the true form of like everything. So like whether it's a spell, whether it's, you know, a polymorph or anything like that, um, you would see the true form of like what it would actually be. And more of like, you know, so if it was like a polymorph like person or whatever, um, you would see that, you know, you obviously see like it was like a fucking Tarrasque and polymorph is a goddamn frog. You would see the frog, but you would see like a spectral image of like the Tarrasque, yeah. you know, that kind of shit. So basically, um, it's also going to give you, it'll give you a plus three when you're invisible uh, to your delf, to your uh, stealth checks because you're already invisible and basically it's like a, almost like a displacement cloak, but my own little twist on it. So it'll give you a plus three to your decks when you are hidden or whenever you cast invisible invisibility and it'll also give you permit true sight so wear it at all times my guy yeah that's gonna go on my body and then he looks at you guys and says well there's not much more I can teach you when you guys start to cross over to the divide it's going to be taxing on your your body your mind and your soul but I trust in this short amount of time that we've trained this is probably the best you're gonna be the best prepared you're going to be so is with that, I wish you luck. You're more than welcome to stay at the temple for the rest of the night. Uh, it's like fucking four in the morning at this point, so like it, it's late. So you guys can stay up, you guys can stay there. But he's like, you guys can stay here, go to tavern. Should look to you. Um, can I go to hell real quick? Sure. For what? Well, I want I want them to like work on the staff for me to make something new out of it. Okay. So, I right, I'll be right back. You just <laughs> okay, you're in hell for the time. Let's, real quick, let's let's knock this out in hell real quick. So, what are you what are you gonna do in hell real quick? All right, I'm gonna summon whoever's the you the just, forging team. You just clap a goblin forging team like yeah. Oh, hey, Pate. Uh, listen. Um. Also, uh, yeah. Uh, Tiamat, can you show up real quick? She's like right there in the throne room. Oh, She's dope. Like, yeah, I'm right here. Oh, right, dope. <laughs> All right. Um, here's what I'd like done. And I'm going to take the staff. And I'm like, I need this to be a sword now. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. Just, and I, like, just use the 15 rubies that are on there. Just use it as a blade if need be. You know, just make, I need this a weapon now. Like, a weapon I can use. Staff ain't going to help me any. Um... Give me like two minutes. Yeah. Also, can you actually? It'd be quicker if you did it. Can you send me to Bell's Forge? It's on Avernus. Yeah, we can do that. Also, uh, if you can bring your ruby, figure we could do something more practical with it. Yeah, I'm not really putting used to it here. I'll just throw it in whatever I'm doing for you. Okay. Kay. Cool. Snap me to Bell's Forge real quick. Everyone, we all go to Bell's Forge. You go to <laughs> Bell's Forge. And you guys show up. There's a big fucking demon dad. One of the demon daddies there. Just kind of like no, no, no. I, we we banned that. that name. Uh, demon guy. There's a big. There there's go. a big buff demon there. Just like pounding away at a sword. Turns around. And goes. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Oh, Pet Archer, what can I do for you? Uh, yes. Um, turn this, and I'm holding up the staff, uh -huh. into a blade I can use. Uh -huh. And turn this ruby uh -huh. into an amulet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. Okay. Uh, uh, give me about, uh -huh. uh, about uh, five, ten minutes. Turn me too far. <laughs> five, right, you see, minutes. he turns around, he stops everything else he's doing because you're the Lord of Hell. He's like, oh, what do you have, everybody else? All right, cool. Cracks like every bone in his body. And you see, he takes the <laughs> the root, the amulet takes like fucking like a minute. He just like takes like a, like a, like a pendant like placement that has a slot in it. And he just kind of takes his hand and it like imbues with like magic his hand does as he touches just raw. Like almost like it's hurting him, but he kind of fights through. He just goes and <laughs> smacks it in the middle of this pendant, just tosses it over back to you. He goes, All right, there's the ruby. There's the, uh, the emblem. All right, uh, cool. The sword and the staff. Well, good thing about the Hellfire Force. It shouldn't take too long. Here we go. All you right. see, he takes. I was going to say, while he's doing that, I'm actually going to turn back to Tiamat, with, who's. Yeah. Here. This, you can. I figured this would be a lot easier to keep an eye on instead of just having it floating in your palace are you giving me jewelry paint yeah i accept it and she puts it on all right paint's gonna fuck team up oh uh, anyway and i figured this way this is actually going to be a part of the contract we got because i uh, this this is part of that trust all right correct i'm using this so uh, making this a sword with this if things don't go right with the battle of the silent ones we're going to need the full power of all 16 rubies. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. So, I'd rather be dead and give you the ruby than... No. I mean, I'd rather be not dead. If I can't do it, the sword is yours. Oh, hell yeah. And I just ask that, you know, you, you go all out, but once it's done, just come back to hell. Well, it's in the contract, so I can't really say no. All right. All right, cool. Sounds good. And uh, in the meantime, while you guys are talking, you see that this big uh, buff devil uh, forger, he has the staff in one hand, and I'm assuming you gave him your sword, or no? Oh, no, I want him to make a sword out of that. Oh, okay, cool. The, so the, he takes a thing, he has like he has his like, full hand, he has a big-ass glove on his hand, but he has it like, just dipped in lava, and you see the lava is just bubbling and forming around it, and you see slowly as he pulls it out. Can I have a suggestion? What? Can it look like a katana? Cause I want to yes, be, I want to be yeah. Virgil. I want to be Virgil. You see, from he pulls, you see, he pulls yes. it out like like a regular like big fucking one-handed great sword. And you go, can I get a katana? You're like, yeah, oh, make, oh, you make oh, it a little thinner. Kind of like, oh, here we go. There's one more time. All right, and swishes around Might a little bit. Makes and he just starts everything. pulling the handle out, and it has a katana handle. And you see, as he pulls it out more and more out of the lava, the it starts to form red. as it comes out of the lava. The blade is red. The blade is definitely the blade is 100 red. The blade is just made out of the fucking rubies, practically. Exactly. That's and what I was hoping out, for. And he pulls it out, and as soon as he holds it in the air, he just poof, a wave of energy fucking hits him. He goes, "Oh man, I did a pretty good job on this." Here you go. He tosses it to you. Uh. So the sword is going to be. I'm, I'm gonna look at a goblin and go sheath. He goes, throw me a sheath, and I just catch it. It's sheath and be cool, yeah, God. Like, sheath, sheath, sheath. He, he grabs, like, a sheath for, like, a fucking short sword and tosses it to you. <laughs> yes. Sick. Uh, so with that sword, it's going to do uh, the same damage that your plus... Three, or, well, it, 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 we went over this. You know what it does, Yeah, it's... Right? it's in, yeah, uh, we went over how much damage it does. It's, like, the, the it, it radiant was like, damage. Yeah, it was... So 2d12, and it was, I think it was, like, 2d12 radiant I, damage. I thought like it was, Sure. Three. I, 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 thought you, I thought you gave it a 2d8. 
but if you want to get it. might have been it. We're going to do 2d8 radiant damage plus strength modifier. Um, and then you, you will also be able to stock those spells that we talked about that you can have. Yeah. So. Okay. Are you heading back to the village now? Uh, yeah, I'm going to... Uh, just like, thanks, baby girl. Just they're like, <laughs> all right, Tiamat, I'm heading back. All uh, right, that's fine. I'll be in your throne. Just, you know, stay, just stay ready. Well, if you didn't look out the spire, I got an army. I got, I've got an army getting ready to build. So, I got an army building right now because I know we're gonna need it. So, right, well, I'll see you later. And then... Okay. You poof away, and as uh, you poof away, she looks at the goblins and like the other devils next to her. She goes, "I'm gonna fuck that guy one day." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then you pop back into place. So like, you guys see Pete like, like how we are back, and she goes, and like ten minutes later, as you guys are BSing with the end, so just. With like a, a fucking red katana, he goes. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, that's a pretty nifty trick. The hell you, did you do? Uh, how do I want? Where do I want to keep it? I'll. Yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of like stick it right next to the great sword. Okay. So Yenso kind of sees you guys off. He says. I'm gonna call it the Sword of Guys, 15. Guys, go ahead and God damn it, go ahead and make your way, and I will hopefully see you in the future. As you guys start walking, thank you for everything. No, no problem. That save the world because I sense there's some dangerous shit coming. As you guys start walking out towards the door, and you grab the door handle, and you open up the the doors. You guys are in the courtyard right now. As he walks you out, you guys get to the doors where the courtyard is, and all of a sudden, he says, "Oh wait, hey, um, one thing, real quick, uh, Pate." Yeah. You turn around, and all of a sudden. Oh, I'm gonna hit 27. Uh, a shuriken stabs you right in the thigh, and you look up and you see his eyes begin to glow black, like a black, just like aura and mist starts pouring out of his eyes. His oh. mouth—he looks up and his mouth is just wide open. And you see, you hear a voice reject from his body and say, "Now we can't exactly let you go to the shadow. We can't exactly let you go to the Feywild. Oh. You also take uh, seven uh, radiant damage." Just seven? Yeah, just seven. And that's where we're going to end this week's episode of We Can't Trip, a DD podcast. Thanks, guys, for listening to We Can't Trip, a DD podcast. My name is Brandon Tharpe, Dungeon Master. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everything under the sun. You know where we're at now. Uh, Discord, We Can't Trip, a DD Discord. Uh, you heard a, a plug for RuneForge in this episode somewhere, so check out them. Uh, Cameron, go ahead. Follow me on Instagram, K underscore Ron underscore Stoppable. Like Brandon said, join our Discord and play some games with us. Uh, Greg plays games on Instagram, TikTok, Byte, Xbox Live. Uh, I've gotten a couple friend requests lately, and people who want to play games and see my stuff on TikTok, please join us. We have a lot of fun. And Ian, um, Simtaz, S I M P T A Z, Instagram, Twitter, PlayStation. Uh, shout out to Virgil, so I can be Virgil in this game. <laughs> Dope, nice. All right, thanks guys for listening. We can't trip any podcast, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Peace. <laughs>